Hello everyone, welcome back to my House of Hammond podcast and this month is a very special month to me and many others in the community because it's LGBT plus history month and it's such an important month because we realise how far we've come in the years since homosexuality was legalised in the UK and over the years up to the present day how it's being legalised around the world and small tiny countries you maybe have never heard of have legalised homosexuality which is amazing but there's still many states around the world where homosexuality is still illegal and is punishable by, by death or stoning or you know public humiliation and that kind of thing which is absolutely awful in this day and age um, but there we go, it is, it is what it is, but we have to keep fighting, we have to keep fighting for our rights, because at the end of the day, we're just, we're human beings, and, you know, we want to live our lives the way we want to live our lives, um, so, obviously, in 1967, uh, the UK legalised homosexuality after a landmark bill went through the House of Commons and the House of Lords, and it was eventually brought into law, um, and that really advanced LGBT plus rights in the United Kingdom. But there was one sticking problem. When um, Margaret Thatcher's Conservative government came into office in uh, between 1979 to 1990, um, you may have heard of a bill called Section 28, which basically meant that um, teachers and you know, um, workers in the community couldn't promote homosexuality um, because it wasn't seen as normal and it was very, it was, you know, this, this not normal thing um, and didn't want to portray that as being normal over a heterosexual um, relationships and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it really took a step back in the 80s uh, the rights of LGBT plus people in the UK and it, it's really sad because you know we've had we had the advancement of um, decriminalizing it in the 60s and then it was like we went back in time in the late 70s and 80s um, and that was obviously you know very difficult and there was a lot of stigma around this kind of thing because obviously the AIDS epidemic in the 80s really, you know, triggered that. Um, and, you know, um, there was a lot of stigma around AIDS in the 80s because people, there was no, there was no treatment for people. Um, you know, we're very lucky today that there has been advances in, you know, technology and science and that kind of thing that um, people can go on different medication um you know you can get it on prescription now it's free i think on the nhs um which is brilliant you know and you know we could have obviously saved many many deaths in the 80s right up until in fact the early 2000s um you know had treatment been available then but it wasn't and you know we have to look to the future and Thank goodness we've made these advances that's allowed us to um, find different medicines. And obviously, um, 
you know, LGBT people and particularly a gay men um, can now take PrEP, which is a pre-exposure prophylaxis medication. I think it's one tablet a day and then you get on with your lives and it prevents HIV infection. Um, I think it's still advised that you wear protection um, like you normally would, um, but it does protect you from getting HIV AIDS should, you know, something happen with the contraception, for example. So it's it's like a safety net and it's uh, it's very good, very good. Um, I've heard people benefiting from it, um, but this is this was particularly highlighted in um, the recent series It's a Sin on Channel 4, which was such an amazing watch and it really showcased how attitudes have changed towards LGBT people, but also how it was set in the 80s during the AIDS epidemic and how attitudes were so different back then to what they are now um you know it was almost as if when you if you had aids you know obviously back then there was no treatment for it um so you know eventually you would die from it which is just awful and um you know it's um yeah it's it was just awful and um, but the attitudes have changed so much now that because we've got these treatments, it's much easier to treat AIDS, HIV AIDS and for people to survive. But obviously in developing countries and poorer countries, particularly in parts of Africa and Asia, they don't have access to this medication because it's very expensive. Um, you know, it's, it's deepening the inequalities that there are in the world. Um, but not just this, you can link it to COVID as well, the COVID vaccine, um, you know, trying to get that to developing nations is really hard. Um, so it's definitely opened up the inequalities in the world. But, you know, um, if we can stop or new HIV infections by the date that the government has suggested, which is around the mid 2020s, that would be absolutely brilliant. Um, I think it's twenty between the mid twenty twenties and the early twenty thirties, um, so you know not too long away. And obviously, with the new treatments that we've got, it'd be um, a lot more achievable than we ever could have imagined. But um, going back to it's a sin. Um, it was such a brilliant series, and the five episodes, um, which are available on all four, um, and they're being streamed week by week as well on Channel 4, um, really highlighted what it was like back in the 80s, because I've always been fascinated with the 80s anyway, because 80s, let's face it, has the best music, um, you know, the fashion was so, you know, you think it was really out there, but obviously at the time it was just normal, um, but I would have probably loved to have lived in the 80s, but anyway, it really showcased um, what it was like living at that time and the actors and actresses in it were just brilliant um you know Lydia West who played Jill um was just brilliant and she was so supportive of all of her friends who were you know getting diagnosed with AIDS um but one particular highlight of it was Ollie from Years and Years who was just a brilliant actor brilliant actor and you know 
they were yeah they were just brilliant actors and it really showcased what it was like back then and it was really interesting after watching the show um to speak with you know the rest of my family about it because they all enjoyed it and um you know and highlighted how you know things have changed in the 30 40 years since um you know we've discovered hiv aids kind of thing um but i suggest everyone watch um it's sin because it's so interesting and it's really sad in bits and then it's really funny in other bits um you know it's they're all they're all the best of friends um you know i won't give too much away but there's some brilliant actress actors and actresses in it who are quite famous uh, neil patrick harris keely hawes um, from bodyguard um you know plenty of people that you'll recognize in it and obviously ollie from years and years is in it as well and um yeah it's just a brilliant series but like I say, we've made so many advances in LGBT plus rights in the United Kingdom. You know, we've had Pride for as long as I can remember, um, you know, which really highlights, you know, everyone trying to be themselves, um, you know, walking through London or walking through, you know, whichever Pride you go to, Manchester, Glasgow, oh, I don't know, um, you know, the Hampshire one in Winchester, there's plenty around. Um, and yeah, I mean, from my experience, when I went to Hampshire Pride in Winchester, I think it was two years ago, um, it really highlighted how it was just, how you could just be normal. There was no prejudice whatsoever. And people were just living, them, living their lives. And, you know, people had flags and everything like that. And that was really great. Um, people were just having fun and enjoying themselves. Obviously, there are people who have different views and you know, they don't believe, you know, homosexuality is natural and that kind of thing. But pride is just something just to enjoy and everyone can enjoy. It doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, you know, anything like that. It doesn't really matter. Um you know, the truth of the matter is that you can enjoy yourselves, you know, whoever, whoever it is. And I've noticed that the more other people that go, you know, families go, you know, they, they put on events for kids. Um, it's an event for everyone and it takes place globally. Um, you know, there's prides in, in the States, um, in parts of Europe, you know, uh, Paris, Madrid, Barcelona, Benidorm, um, you know, the islands in Spain and France and, you know, Italy and those sorts of places. But obviously, like I was saying before, there are still places where this, you know, being gay, being lesbian, being on within the LGBT community has some consequences around the world. Um, particularly in Arab states where it's punishable by death, which you would think now, you know, we're in 2021 um, and this is still going on, but mostly because they're um, 
because their belief system is, uh, you know, Muslim and, you know, other religions, um, which are quite closely linked. Um, you know, a lot of them believe that homosexuality is a sin. Um, it's not natural. You know, we shouldn't teach children that it's normal, which I think is really sad because, you know, I, f I feel lucky to live in the UK where it's a very, it's quite a liberal country. You know, we're very socially liberal on things. Um, you know, 2013 in the coalition government between the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats um, brought, brought through same-sex marriage. There was a lot of stiff opposition to that. But nevertheless, it did sail through the House of Commons and did eventually become law, I think, in early 2014. Um, and yet, people have been able to um, convert from um, civil partnerships into marriages or just go straight into marriage, which I think is brilliant. Um, and it really shows that, you know, no matter your sexuality, whether you're whether you are straight or you're gay or whatever, um, or trans or anything like that, um, you're valued in our society. And that I think is brilliant. And it just shows how far we've come. Um, so yeah, I definitely say that. Um, but yeah, I think we're making very good progress. Um, you know, obviously there are still things that we need to do. Um, you know, we'll never stop fighting that kind of thing. Um, and, and yeah, but I think we've made some brilliant advances in, um, you know, behavior and attitude towards this. Um, but obviously there's always going to be opposition, you know, that's, that's fair enough. It's a big issue. Um, but I think we can be proud as a country and indeed for the majority of the world in the, um, advances we've had in views on this. Um, because, you know, it was very common in in the early days in like the 50s, 60s and even the 70s into the 80s as well. Um, you know, people were very against it. And it's such a shame, you know, people like myself um, who are LGBT plus, um, you know, being stifled like that. And, you know, if you if you do have a partner, if you know, if, if you are holding hands with your boyfriend or, you know, two girls or something, you want to feel like you're not being singled out. And I think in our country, we're quite liberal about it. And it's just like, well, it doesn't impact my life. So why should I be particularly bothered if those two guys are holding hands? Um, I think one of the great things about living in London as well is that you see all the different um, communities in London and, you know, just just down the river where I live in um, in Kingston upon Thames, um, you know, I have seen guys together and I think it's great because it shows that they're open and it shows that it's normal. They're not hiding anything, you know. Um, and I think that's absolutely brilliant. Um, but Russell T. Davis on writing It's a Sin did an absolutely brilliant job. Um, and he really showcased um, what needed to be said 
about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s and how it's influenced views today and how we've moved on so much from then. Um, but also, you know, other stuff that he's written, such as Queer as Folk, is very good as well. Um, and also, um, not just what Russell T. Davis has written, but, you know, um, stuff in the media. So as well, so like stuff on Netflix, um, I'm just trying to think of some, or Sex Education um, is a brilliant series, absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, they have LGBT relationships in there. In fact, they do talk a lot about um, different things um, about like sexualization and violence and that kind of thing. So they talk about sexual assault and that kind of thing, but also about how, you know, relationships for particularly LGBT people are normal and it's not, it's not to be frowned upon, you know, it is a part, you know, it's, um, it's who we are and, you know, we can't change that. We don't choose to be gay or bi or trans or whatever. Um, we don't choose to be that, it's just the way we are, and yeah, so there are particular shows out there like Sex Education, um, Queer Eye, which is a brilliant, brilliant American series, um, I think Five Gay Men, um, and they make over people, and they teach people how to eat better for themselves, and how to have a better lifestyle, um, and it's all modelled on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which was back in, I think, the early 2000s. I've never seen it, but I have seen Queer Eye, and I love it. Um, and I think that, um, well, my f my favourite um, person in Queer Eye has to be Anthony Porosky. He's lovely. He's, um, he's Polish-Canadian, and um, he's just great. I, I love him. But um, I've got his cookbook as well. So uh, Anthony in the Kitchen. I would recommend you buy it because it's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these, you know, these shows and that really highlight it all for us and open our eyes to this kind of thing and make it normal. That's that's all we want. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to leave it there today. Thanks for listening to House of Hammond again. And um, I will speak to you soon. Take care. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can at SamJHammond14 or Instagram at SJHammond14. All right. Have a great evening or day or whenever this is going out. Take care. Thank you for listening to House of Hammond today. You can catch the rest of our episodes, which has the House of Hammond trailer and the other episode, which is all about the EU and the AstraZeneca uh, crisis and the arguments that they had, um, but also about the inauguration of President Biden. So do have a listen if you're interested. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. Um, at House of Hammond and you can also follow for updates on my Twitter at SamJHammond14 or Instagram at SJHammond14. Thank you for listening.